Hello and welcome to the Friday Reporter Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Camuso-Miller. I'm a public affairs professional in Washington, D.C., and I interview members of the media about their background, about how they got into journalism, and lots of other topics. The Friday Reporter is a PR Daily podcast. Check out PR Daily for ideas, inspiration, and trends on all things public affairs and to find the Friday Reporter podcast. Well, thank you so much for joining me today for another episode of the Friday Reporter podcast. Today, I have my first photojournalist, my friend and colleague, Tom Williams from CQ Roll Call is with me today. Tom, thank you so much for joining me. Yes, it's exciting to catch up. It's been a while. It has been a while. I say it every time I have a conversation. This is exactly the reason why I started the podcast, because these uh, last 18 months have been kind of hard to connect with my with my buddies and my friends that I've worked with. My favorite. Go ahead. And listening to your podcast, like I've listened to some of your guests. It's like, oh, I haven't I haven't heard that person in a while we still like hook up on the hill or get drinks or whatever and it's like oh i know them exactly like good way for everybody to reconnect it is been it has been really fun and in fact i went to my first in-person uh, gathering this weekend. I think you were there too. And I just, I didn't, I didn't see you, but I got to see some other friends and one of the guests, previous guests was there and was asking me about the podcast. It's like, it's just another fun thing to chat about. So it's been, um, a fun, fun project, but you and I now have gotten to know each other because you are this, first off, you're one of my favorite and one of the most artful photographers uh, in the Capitol at all times. I, will always keep as my favorite memory of our friendship is taking you to your first Bruce Springsteen concert. Yes, my first and only. And that was like, I was unprepared for like what Nats Park, like the logistics of it was, mm-hmm. but the sound was great. Our seats are great. That's like a great place to see a show. It is and a I great really, place. Yeah. And I hope to, if I could, if I'm not too cheap, maybe see him on Broadway. We'll see. It's gotten, up, it's gotten up there a little bit. I feel like we got to save our pennies and, and, and make that happen. Maybe we should do, maybe we should, we should get the band back together. You and I will go to New York. I'm sure that my husband will be happy to bo- let me borrow you for, uh, for a weekend. <laughs> right. Like it gets, that gets him off the hook for another ticket. I know. Some bonding time with the kids and all that. Oh but, man. Well, yeah, it's we'll supposed see. to be a great show. And I know that, um, I know that he's just back on, on Broadway and everybody says that the show has been updated and it's really fun. So it'd be great to see. But so Tom, um, you and I grew up in a similar part of uh, the U.S., born, born and, and raised in the uh, Pennsylvania state, and oh, excuse me, Commonwealth, yeah. and right. somehow found yourself down here in Washington. Tell me a little bit about how you got started in, in the business that you're in. Yeah, so I'm from Pennsylvania, but I will say my parents, my dad's from Haddonfield, my mom's from Trenton, so I got a I little know. bit of Jersey Reeds going because on. Because they're Trenton State alum, too, which I love about them. Also. I know. I saw somebody with a Trenton State t-shirt the other day. I almost like offered them <laughs> money for it. Um, anyway, so it's worth at least a to dollar. Your, to your question, it's kind of a broad question, but I'll try to like narrow it down a little bit. Sure. How did, how did I get here? So um, I start, I was at Penn State and I was like a photo, I took like photo classes just because I was kind of good at photography and I thought it'd be easy because I basically had like no direction in college. I had no idea what I want to do. I'm sure there's a lot of kids out there with the same uh, mindset i'm sitting right here yeah i'm familiar yeah. <laughs> right so it was like it's getting to be like senior year so i'm like 22 years old and i'm like oh jesus Ooh. so i took some photo classes because i was good at it in high school mm-hmm. and i basically kind of jumped right back into it i was like spending hours in the dark room 
uh, you know, black and white film. I was mm -hmm. like walking around state college, just taking pictures. I'm like, okay, obviously I like this. I'm kind of good at it. And what, what, what do you do with this? Mm -hmm. Oh, you could, you could take pictures for a newspaper mm -hmm. and that's like a job, I guess. So, um, I applied for numerous jobs and got rejected by all of them because everybody wants like three to five years experience, whatever. And it's a real catch 22. It's like, how right. do you get experience? You know, anyway, got involved with roll call. I got the, got an internship at roll call. Mm -hmm. How I did it. I have no idea. I mean, I really got lucky. I don't know why the guy hired me because I had like <laughs> next to no news portfolio. Um, I only worked at the state college or daily collegiate Penn state for like six months. So the guy yeah. hires me. Mm -hmm. Um, the internship was six months. It's coming to an end. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, I'm back to like square one here. I still mm -hmm. only have like six months experience. So I'm not privy to all the information because I was just an intern. But I think the photo editor at the time got fired. Uh. The staff photographer at the time got passed over for the job. So she quit out of principle. And I was like the only one left. And like Tim Curran, who's now at the Washington Post, yeah. he's like, Tom, stepped in my office. And he offered me the job. Wow. And I was like, oh, cool. He's like, we're prepared to offer you $23,000 a year. I'm like, oh, he's like, what? I'm like, it's not very much. He's like, well, that's what it is. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so so that, was, that was April 2000. So just over 21 years ago. Oh, my gosh. I know it's crazy. I think I think I remember you telling me that story. And and by the <laughs> way, still, you know, we look back now on those like those those salaries, but you know, on Capitol Hill, uh, that's that's probably I, pretty close to what's the going rate, right? I mean, it's really low, but I guess I don't know. Like with inflation, it's probably like thirty five or something like that. I don't know what the kids make these days. But yeah. I, I'm afraid to even ask. But so, right. um, but when you started, so you were so you twenty one years ago. Photography. Had, I mean, mm -hmm. talk about journalism changing over the course of the last twenty one years. Photography has changed dramatically with the entry of digital and everything else. Like, oh yeah, did you start? We were shoot yeah, we were shooting black and white film mm -hmm. like in nineteen ninety nine. The internship was ninety nine two thousand. We shoot black and white film and have we'd have a dark room at 50f street where roll call was right next to irish times and if we shot colored film we have to run it to union station there was like an hour photo lab up there but luckily you know in that time we got digital cameras and they were quite crappy for a while but they're back they're pretty good now yeah so yeah did that help on the production time too the digital stuff i mean that must have made it a little bit the lead time was probably a little less once you had that in place Oh yeah, yeah. You just yeah, you sit down and file your computer. So mm -hmm. it's not a whole like waiting around. I mean, I've taught my one of my neighbors in Dirksen building, Scott Appleway from AP, mm -hmm. and he's been doing it since the seventies. And he tells you stories about like <laughs> setting up a dark room in a hotel room and stuff. And oh my gosh! Like a bathroom and going from there. So yeah, we're we're up to speed with the digital, digital photography now. Oh. Well, I figured as much, but I mean, I do think yeah. that over 21 years, you've seen a tremendous change, right? I mean, there's just the technology alone is just so much better. Yeah. yeah. Well, the biggest change on the Hill is now every office has like a dedicated photographer. Mm -hmm. So when you go to an event, not only do you have to worry about all your colleagues and not running into them and everything. Now every staff member has got a thing. So it's like a major, you know deal on the hill now it's a but, bit of a scramble yeah right and not on the hill everywhere and you know even if you don't have a professional camera everybody's got their phones yeah 
But still in the hill, I mean, any of those conference rooms, are, they're so small anyway, and you guys have multiple cameras that you're carrying and things that are happening. And it's I've got to believe that it's a little bit of a choreography to make sure you're getting what you need. Yeah, that and that's been like the biggest thing in the last couple of weeks with things opening up. We were doing like pool hearings on the hill, like mm-hmm. you have a, a 12 organization um, uh, pool and just rotate people basically. And mm-hmm. now everything's open up. I'm like running into people. I'm getting in people's <laughs> way. Everybody, people are getting in my way. I'm like, oh, Jesus, I can't work in a, I've forgotten uh, work in a crowd anymore. <laughs> But you, I know, it was much much easier when it was just like I two bet. people in a room. I bet. But well, but speaking of uh, before things opened back up, you were in the Capitol on January sixth. Is that right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That was a long day. I left my house at like nine a.m. and I got back at like four a.m. the next day. So wow. I think if you do the math, that's like I mean, nineteen hour day. <laughs> yeah, that's a long, long, long day. Tell me about was- tell me about what it was. How, how that how was tell me about that day so the only so you've probably seen my pictures from inside the chamber the only yes. reason i was in there is because i got sheltered in there by police like i was mm-hmm. in the rayburn room for people that know the capitol just mm-hmm. sitting there filing my pictures from earlier we were in there doing the uh, uh the electoral count mm-hmm. um and i left there was a break in the action of the electoral count and I left the gallery because we were trying to social distance at that time. I'm like, all right, I don't want to just let me get away from people. Yeah, right. And I went down the Rayburn room on the second floor and I'm filing my pictures and I'm looking out the window and I'm like, there's like a, there's like a lot of people starting to assemble out there. And the, there's just like a handful of cops and yeah. those little fence things. Yeah. I'm like, this math, the math is not adding up on this. Yeah. And like earlier in the day, I saw one of my, uh, friends is in the sergeant arms office. I'm like, yo man, what's the story with this? Aren't all these Trump people coming up after the, after the rally? It's like, I, it's like, I guess we got all hands on deck. I'm like, okay. Doesn't mm. look like the numbers are adding up. Yeah. You know, for, forget about like intelligence, whatever they had online, just the numbers of people, you yeah. know, anyway, I don't want to get into all that because yeah, I don't know what happened at the top, but so I'm looking out the window and there's starting to be announcements on the there's like an internal system mm-hmm. i forget i forget it, what it said but i'm basically putting away my computer and i'm like all right i gotta start like shooting so i started can you like, ever remember a time when that loudspeaker like when people spoke over that uh, probably like i assume 9 11 i was there but i can't remember if the cops just made an announcement or if that was a yeah, I mean, like I remember there. I remember there being a couple like run for your life moments where like there had been an errant plane that was flying over the oh, Capitol right yeah. after nine yeah. eleven, and there were, yeah. you know, like Capitol police yelling, "Get the hell out of the building and run for your life." Um, I remember yeah. that, but I never remember there being something over the loudspeaker. So I was wondering if you recalled that too. So no, yeah, so that's just, something just, new, just back in the different. Day, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, we couldn't leave the building. Mm. <laughs> so, so it's like, so I started just walking around because the vantage point I had out that Rayburn window didn't work out. So I went down and I'm looking out the east or the west front where um, the uh, big camera stand was set up for the upcoming inauguration. The one they were scaling. Yeah. There's people scaling it. It's Mm -hmm. like, what the F is going on? Mm -hmm. And there's cops running all around. And normally in like a situation like that, cops would be yelling at you like, you know, get back at somewhere. And they weren't saying anything to us. They were just running by us, and I'm like, "Oh, this is serious." They're not even worried about us at all. Yeah. And one of the, one of the main um, 
uh, officers is like, get the Pelosi's office. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect, I might, well, I ended up in the chamber, so that was good for coverage, but mm-hmm. I probably should have followed him. But anyway, uh, I tried to, so I tried to go back up to the, um, ended up at the house steps and I'm looking out the window and of the door. And now all these protesters are on the, the riders are on the steps. And like, are you taking Whoa. pictures at this time? Are you, are you at snapping this, pictures? That's what I was. Yes. Because uh-huh. that's when I finally got a good vantage point I at see. the house steps. Mm-hmm. And there's a police, a Capitol police officer right there. And he didn't say anything to me. I was going to say, did they go, yell at you or like say anything? Well, no, not really. He didn't say anything to me at that point. I was at the house steps for about, uh, inside, I was shooting through a glass door, mm-hmm. and there's riders right up against it. And I was sh- shooting for about a minute, and the guy's like, "All right, go shelter." And mm-hmm. I'm like, "All right, thank you, sir." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, sure. Easy, he could have easily shot me down. He didn't. He let me go for a little bit. Yeah. And prior to that, another cop is trying to shelter me in the in like the house chamber on the second floor. I'm like, "Wow, I've never been asked in there before. That this is must be serious. That they're like just sheltering people forever." Mm-hmm. Finally, ended up on the third floor at the gallery, mm-hmm. like Andy Tins gallery. Mm-hmm. And me and Andy Harnick from AP are just standing out there kind of looking at each other like, uh, the door's locked. We were I was we weren't nervous. We're just like kind of in limbo. Yeah. And then some cops grabbed us and ran us down to kind of like where the first lady sits in the house chamber, like that mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. And threw us in there. Oh my gosh. And that's where we ended up and that's where we were shot from. Yep. And there was like members of Congress in there and uh, shortly thereafter, they started getting their gas masks on. And I was in like, like no position to shoot. I had my two cameras, but I was also carrying a computer around loose, oh like my against my chest. Yeah. So, so I couldn't operate my cameras. And they're like giving us directions to like um, put on our gas masks. So I'm fumbling around with that. You don't Finally carry a gas head. mask. Was this something that they like oh, yeah, had under the, under under the, the seats. seats? That's right. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like fumbling around with that, but I'm looking around. I'm like, I really got to be taking pictures. Mm-hmm. But the cops, cops and like other people already ticked off at us. I'm sure. Taking pictures, which I thought was fine. I mean, credential press, but whatever. They didn't want us taking pictures. So history uh, was happening like, before your eyes. It was almost like yeah, you, I mean, that's kind I, of what you, I, how I, you're programmed. Yeah, some some woman gave me a hard time. I don't know who she was. She was, she may have been a staffer, mm-hmm. but it, I think their point was, oh, this was a break in the action, no photography. But of course, you know, I'm recognizing this as a historic moment. No, this is you got to dial it up with absolutely know, taking pictures yeah. here. Um, so I'm carrying around loose. I finally put the computer down. I'm fumbling around with the gas mask. People are like evacuating past me. They almost like step on it. Finally, I got the computer shoved down the back of my pants. You know how like a uh-huh. server will carry like the menu around yeah. the back of it. Yeah. Finally, got like a 15-inch MacBook in the back of my pants. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> so I get, so I get like operate the cameras. I get the, I get, I finally get the gas master where it's like operational. And Andy Harnick's like, Tom, come over. And I went. I couldn't see the door where they were. The riders are trying to get in. Yeah. And he 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 flagged me over. Mm-hmm. Dropped the gas mask. Never saw it again. <sighs> and that's where we took those pictures of. Uh, the cops and the congressman barricaded the door. Mm-hmm. That's where Mr. Crow and Susan Wilde was. That's where the whole stuff went I mean, down. They're, not, like, they're iconic images. Like I feel like I've seen them hundreds and hundreds of times. I mean, it's it's amazing that yeah. you, it's it's fortunate that you were there, and I'm glad that you're okay. But that oh, yeah, must also yeah. 
In some way, I, I guess like probably because you guys were doing what you were doing, you you kind of went into like work mode and like history mode. And yeah. have you, do you think that since then you've processed that like, wow, we were kind of in a precarious thing? Not really. I mean, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people in the chamber, like I've heard the members interviewed and they were kind of scared for their lives. And I get it because the writers were at the door coming for them. Mm-hmm. But I kind of had a buffer. Like my main goal, my main fear was missing a picture mm-hmm. because in nine, during 9-11, we like evacuated the Capitol and I didn't get any good pictures because I was busy evacuating. Yeah. And I didn't want to piss off the cops. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, if that ever happens again, not this, you know, just some big thing. Which January yeah. 6th was big. Yeah. You know, I got to get on the ball here. Mm-hmm. And also like when I was at Penn State, we didn't really have a photojournalism course. So I like went to my local uh library and got national geographics for like three dollars for a year like from 1985 or something like that wow and i wish i remember the photographer's name but i was reading an interview with him it, it was the assassination assassination of anwar sadat uh-huh. and and i read his interview and he's like all right keep calm keep you know keep your hands still mm-hmm. get your exposure right so i just like I basically channeled that i've always remembered that that was like mm-hmm. 20 years ago i read that i always remember that i'm always in like any kind of big situation you know just focus on your working the camera yeah getting pictures so i had like a buffer there uh-huh. so um and luckily like i thought the cops had the gun shot mm-hmm. and i thought they're gonna start shooting people at any time and i better get in a position and you know get lined up here for a picture or something wow. like Wow. Yeah. So that was like my main goal. And you've since now you've taken, you've taken some interviews. You've talked to people about your experience being a photojournalist, like really just recording that moment in history. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I've talked a little, yeah, I talked a little bit about it. Um, Penn, my Penn state alumni association work, uh, reached out to me because my Twitter handle is Penn state Tom. So they, right, they, found right. on, they found me on the line. Cool. Uh, yeah, so that was cool. They were like reconnect with my school and stuff like that. That's fun. Well, I'm glad that you are. I'm glad that you are um, you know, past that point and and now back to sort of the regular day of taking photos and doing all of the other uh, work that you do on the hill. How mm-hmm. are you? Uh, do you think you guys work together pretty well? I think. That is true of most of the the Capitol Hill press corps, but you and that mm-hmm. the team of photographers. I mean, you mentioned obviously two or three of your colleagues that were there with you that day. Um, you guys work together super well in terms of getting the shot and and getting that. And, and I guess you said you pooled even when you were uh, mm-hmm. going through sort of the COVID times. Is that yeah pretty collegial group, right? Yeah, I would say so. It's uh, working in a group like that. Uh, with a lot of people, you learn to kind of check your back and be like, oh, are you okay? And everything. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the hardest thing about going out into the country. Would like photographers of smaller newspapers, they're not used to working in groups. Mm-hmm. And they'll like just jump in front of you. Not not because they're being a dick or anything, just because mm-hmm. they don't, they're not like working in groups. So yeah. we're always, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of almost like a choreography. Like, almost like a dance you do between Definitely. people. I've seen yeah. it. I've seen it. You yeah. guys do it. You guys, you do it really well. Uh, yeah, and and in no it. other, I can think of no other, maybe sporting events, maybe uh, that different forums completely where um, colleagues all sort of work together in the same building. But 
you know, maybe state houses is a little bit like that, but the Capitol Hill is really super unique as it relates to that kind of uh, coordination and cooperation amongst, amongst um, colleagues. Yeah. And it's cool. And you could, you could just like, it's not like the white house where you're in certain rooms, you could like in the Hill, you know, you're wandering the halls and you're, you're finding pictures and you're the members you need. And mm-hmm. I think that's why reporters like working the hill because they don't have to go through, you know, any kind of um, press situation. They could just run into the member, you know, mm-hmm. in the subway or whatever it is. Right, right. Yeah. So you could you could find like little pockets of pictures here and there. Absolutely. Can you think of one or um, is there like is there is there a subject? Is there someone that you find to be like more um fun to photograph or is there someone on the hill that you say like oh i'm gonna grab that person because they're always good at whatever uh well as far as picture nancy pelosi's very animated so she's mm-hmm. good to photograph but mm-hmm. like as far as just running into people i really love running to uh patrick Leahy from vermont because he's an amateur photographer and his son-in-law's a photographer so oh, he's always he's always talking to us about pictures and cameras and like what gear we're using and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, so, that's super cool yeah, he's one of my favorite senators that is super cool Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So we get to, we get through the end of the day and you've filed all your photos and you've done all your things. What kinds of, what have you been doing socially over the last 18 months? Is there anything in particular? Like, have you been seeing more games? Have you been getting out of town to do anything fun? What kinds of things so, are keeping you busy well, on the weekends? Well, yesterday was like our first big work happy hour. So that was exciting to see all my work colleagues out. I bet. That that hadn't happened in a while. Mm-hmm. Even though it was for going away for people, it was still fun to see everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, got to a Nats game, got to a pool party. So it's, yeah, it's definitely exciting to see people. It's good to see everybody. Not, yeah. And, yeah and, seen in a while. and what's super, I think, and the thing that I talk about all the time on the podcast is what I love about our uh, space that we're in here in DC is that communicators and uh and journalists we really do spend a lot of time seeing one another there's about you know if if there's 500 of us or whatever it is it's really a nice um group of of friends and colleagues that work together well and and for 18 months we haven't been able to see one another so it really feels like a full emergence um after all this time i know i saw one of my uh, senate friends the other day i'm like we have to do some like kind of hacks and flasks happy hour type situation we're long past due for the hacks and flags yeah. in fact maybe the friday reporter will host one because <laughs> oh, i think yeah. <laughs> i think we need it it would be super fun to see everybody oh yeah that's a good idea uh, so tom uh okay so cool so you're getting back to see everybody but what are you most looking forward to doing this weekend so this weekend's the fourth and normally i'd hope to do some kind of something social but i'm trying to lay low because to your question, on Monday, this coming Monday, I'm flying out to San Diego for Nats Padres, and awesome. then up to San Francisco for Nats Giants. So Whoa. I do a little baseball tour. I yeah. love it. Have you been to either yeah. of those parks before? I've been to Giants, and it's amazing. It's probably the best park I've been to. Oh, that's cool. And I've not been to San Diego. So I'm very curious to see if um, Nats fans travel as well as Penn State fans. Because, <laughs> you know, I've been to numerous Penn State football away games and it's kind of a scene. But we'll All say. right. Well, let us yeah. report back, will you please? Okay. Well, we're looking forward to a full report. Tom, thanks so much again for being with us. The last question for the podcast is always, who would you recommend for a future episode of The Friday Reporter? Maybe like uh, my colleague Niels Lesniewski, a roll call. He was a Senate guy for a long time, and he's at the White House now. So maybe that would be like an interesting yeah, that'd be a great one. Mm-hmm. Or as far as photojournalists go, um, Scott Applewhite at AP. He's uh, 
he's been on the Hill for uh, well, like 10 years or something, but he was a White House guy for like quite a while. Awesome. And he was also in the chamber. And he's got an interesting story about that. So I will. I'll put them both on yeah. my list because okay. I'm always happy. Okay. Always happy to take good recommendations. You guys always know who's fun and interesting and has good stories to tell. Right. Well, Tom Williams, I'm thrilled to have you. I'm so glad you were with me, and I look forward to. Uh, well, I look forward to hosting a happy hour with you sometime very, very soon. Okay. Good. We have it on record. And that's today's Friday Reporter podcast. A podcast in partnership with PR Daily, a tremendous and helpful guide for all things public relations. Find us there on their website and join us again for another episode soon. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects.